All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 167. This is a show where we share feelings about the current state of PlayStation, but before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to the channel here on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome, and visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome, and Tumblr, which is psthisisawesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list, you can find me on the PSN at Anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at JakeSob01. As always, you can write the show at PSThisIsAwesome at gmail.com and most importantly, do not forget to share this show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. So for today's show, Jake and I are going to be discussing the state of play Sony released regarding the Destruction All-Stars. I have a bit to say about Cyberpunk or Cyber Shadow. Yeah, thank God we're not talking about Cyberpunk. And uh, we'll be discussing the wrap up or the wrap of uh, notable news uh, that occurred this past week in announcing the PS Plus games that were announced for February and other releases coming to the PSN. Closing out the show, we have a track by the band called Addict Tapes with a song called Some Hangover. And don't forget, if you want to submit your original music to the show to have it featured, send an MP3 to our email account, pssisawesome at gmail.com, along with your band name and the title of the song. We will notify you when and if it goes live on one of our episodes. And please, if you're listening to the podcast and not watching on YouTube, we ask that you head over there to indulge in some of our daily video content. With that out all the way, Jake, how are you today? Uh, do you ever have the experience where some mugs that you have when you heat them up, like if you put a mug full of a liquid in the microwave, mm-hmm. some mugs you can just pull it out, no problem. Yeah. Other yeah, no mugs, issues. the fucking handle is molten lava, <laughs> and I do not understand because they're all ceramic. Why is it? Why is it different? Why is it when I heat this mug up, I can just grab it? Don't even have to worry about it. And then the next one I put in there, it like gives me third degree burns on my hands. Yeah, I don't have an answer like, for you. So that's how I am today. That's hilarious. But I do have a plate in the house. So I have you know, when you buy plates, you get them all in a set, right? Yeah. I can microwave every single plate. They all look the same, but there's one in that set that molten, like you said. Like I can't pull it out. And you never know which one it is, like playing Russian roulette. Like you're like, I don't know if I can pull this one out or not. It's ridiculous. I think it has to do with not to get too nerdy about it, but I think it has to do with like how much how much water or like how pure the ceramic compound is because the way that microwaves work is they heat the water up inside of the food. Right. To that's how it heats it. So, part of me wonders if like there's something about the compound of the ceramic that like, you know, that that one plate you got probably came out of a shitty batch or something and I mean, that's it's possible. That's why it uh, does that. Dude, it's possible. Anything, I don't know. That's an interesting observation. Oh, also, speaking of uh, putting – well, we haven't really talked about this, but I was indicating if you want to send tracks to the show. Jake, I started looking at – so if you go to our Tumblr site, you can actually go through every single episode of ours. Like, just go to our feed on Tumblr. You can actually scroll. Just keep scrolling to the bottom listen to all the episodes. It's awesome. I'm glad I did that transfer. But we had a lot of really good music towards the beginning of our show. We had a lot of good bands on our show. Like, yeah. it's crazy. So what I started doing on my iTunes is I started accumulating all of the music that we've put on the end of our show, and I'm making, like, a personal playlist, which is a cool idea. And I might try to reach out to all these bands. 
and just ask if we can post like one big thing somewhere on Bandcamp just for free for all the listeners to like listen to or download if they want. That'd be kind of cool. It would be cool to make like a PS This Is Awesome compilation. compilation. Yeah, it'd yeah. be so awesome. Yeah, I don't see why we – I mean, of course, we've got to get all their permission to do that, but – Maybe we just put it up for streaming even, just for posterity's sake. But right, I'm yeah. up to like 22 songs right now, and I haven't gotten very far. I was doing that early this morning. I, I came down here to do show notes, and I got sidetracked because I started thinking about all the different music. I was like, well, what, what band am I putting on today? I forget. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I like the idea of putting music on the podcast. I think we were on to something, and then we lost that. And I'm glad it's now on there. So make sure to stick around for the for the ending song. Jake, uh, you said you're doing all right. I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. And I stopped playing Final Fantasy X2. I got back into it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this another world. But I, I got Cyber Shadow. I'm going to talk more about that in a few. But have you been playing any games? I think you've got a lot of home projects still going on or no. Um. So, I, I mean, I've been playing a lot of... Uh, immortals trying to kind of get through that i think i'm at like at this point i think i'm at like almost 40 hours okay and i still have like a lot to do so yeah now granted if i was just blasting through the game i probably could have beat it a lot faster like it would have probably been beaten by now but i've been do i've been like running around there's something cathartic about being able to like run around and do all these little like mundane tasks like uh and ubisoft <laughs> games have always been really good about that like running around and finding chests or completing these like archery challenges mm-hmm. or whatever and um i will admit like the the vaults of tartarus which are like these like puzzle vaults it, sometimes it can be like an arena where you have to fight guys but generally it's like this big puzzle platformy kind of like mini dungeon where you have to do all these puzzles or platforming challenges to, to beat it. Those are starting to get a little bit irritating, but I don't know that that's necessarily because they're bad or because I've just done so fucking many of them at this point that like when I get to one that's particularly challenging, I just get really cranky about it. Even though like, but they're still, they're still not, I still like the fact that they're not like overwhelmingly challenging. Like they're they're very it's very approachable generally. Some of them are pretty challenging. How long like, does it take to do one? Uh, Is that an appeal factor for you? It's like you can jump yeah, in and do one of these yeah, and be done. It's probably like ten to twenty minutes, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a good bite size. But uh but I mean I mean, I've talked about this game a lot. I mean I I really, really like it. I, I am <laughs> I'm going to just keep playing it until I'm done with it. I've been looking at the trophies to see what it would take to platinum it or whatever. Yeah. And so I may end up doing that. But um, other than that, uh, Sarah and I beat Little Big Planet. Not Little Big Planet. What the fuck is it called? Sackboy's Boys Big Adventure. Mm. Um, and there's like a – after you beat the game – I mean, we haven't done everything because after you beat the game, it unlocks like a special post-game world – it's kind of like. Did you ever play Super Mario World? Like what? Like there's so many Super Mario games. What one are you talking about? Super Mario World, meaning the one that released with the Super Nintendo. So it's the one where you're like, you have the eyelids. It's like the 
you know, one where you get like the cape and can fly around. Yeah, I definitely played that game. It was amazing. So in Super Mario World, they had Star World. And then if you beat Star World after that, they had like this Star Road thing. This like that where they're just like these super challenging levels, Mm -hmm. but they're like extra levels that you don't have to do. It's kind of like that. I get the impression it's kind of like that, where it's like you beat the game. We haven't played any of them yet, but you beat the game and it like plops you into this new world. And then, you know, you have more levels to do after the game is over. Now, in the game, you have to, as you beat levels, you collect these dreamer orbs in all the levels. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to collect any, or you can collect, you know, as many as, you know, like a level might have three or two or five or something like that, depending on the level. And you have to kind of go out of your way to get them, generally. And, but in order to proceed to the next world, you had to have so many of these orbs. So sometimes that might mean you got to go back to a level and replay it to get a couple more orbs or something so that you can go to the next world. Right. Well, in this special, like, post-game world, the first, like, locked area where you have to put in these orbs is, like, a shitload. So I don't know if maybe they're say maybe it means you have to like have all of the orbs of the world Mm -hmm. to be able of the game to be able to do it. But it's like I think right now Sarah and I try we tried to get as many of the orbs as we could, and I think we did a pretty good job. And I think we ended up with like a hundred and ninety or maybe two hundred of them. Yeah, that's that's a lot. And yeah. And there's like the first like little gate in this, this extra world is 260 orbs. So it's mm. like, we're like, we're like way off. And so, um, wow. it's pretty interesting, but anyway, we, we played it. The game is really good. Like, I don't know if you have any interest in playing it, but it is really good. It has some frustrating moments and just generally like the perspective can be frustrating at times because mm-hmm. I think I talked about it on the podcast yeah. before, like the lack of camera, the lack of camera control sometimes make it makes the depth perception a little funky, which means you like, you're like, Oh, I can easily make this jump. And then you just fall into the abyss because you, you can't read it right because yeah. of the way that the camera works. But other than that, really, really liked it. Part of that could have been because we were playing two-player and the camera gets a little crazy with two people on the screen. But um, Yeah, it's hard to say. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the game interests me. I, I think it's going to go on sale for sure. And I think on a sale, I would, I would be happy to pick it up, you know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks good, man. Thanks for the heads up on that. I don't know how much news you've been following up with. We can talk about the news. We'll talk about Destruction All-Stars briefly after that. The state of play. Sony released a state of play for that. We're going to talk about that. Now, let's dive in. i got four bullet points for news. Let's jump into those real quick and uh, not necessarily... Do you want to talk about Cyber Shadow? Oh, yeah. I've got that down the road. You want me to talk about it now? Let me talk about it now. I'll talk about Cyber Shadow now. We're just talking about games we played. That's a great idea. Yeah. I just put it lower in my notes why I didn't think about it. Yeah. So... Here's the thing about – I've got, like, some stuff written up, so I'm going to kind of read what I have here, and then we can expand on it if you have any questions. So for those who don't know, Cyber Shadow is an 8-bit platformer. It's developed by Mechanical Head Studios, which I think is the first game that they've done. It was a one-person uh, studio thing, development thing. This guy, I think it started well, – listen to this uh, podcast or this interview with him. And he had indicated that it just started off with, like, he just did one pixel art thing, right? He just drew this pixel art thing of this guy in, like, some sort of, like, uh, uh, tank. What do they call those things where uh, where you don't feel anything? It's a uh, something tank. 
man, it's I, I, it oh, doesn't like matter. a sensory deprivation. Yeah, thing? yeah. It's like he's in one of these, but it's like a it's like some cyborg or something. And, and like people are like, oh, this is amazing. And someone's like, hey, you, turn, you should do some more than you should make it a game. And he started like learning how to code and stuff. And long story short, I think he, he's been making this game for years. And uh, Yacht Club picked it up. So it's published by Yacht Club games and uh for those old enough to remember this game feels like how it felt like to play the game ninja gaiden or ninja gaiden however you want to pronounce it on the nes and there are some striking similarities between this and that but the game does take advantage of secrets that pay homage to its predecessors so like there's like a secret this isn't even a spoiler but you find like a secret thing you know like the original mario game you could get on top of of the screen uh, on top of the TV, almost like above the level, and walk and find like secrets. Like yeah. this game has shit like that that you can find. There's tons of stuff I'm sure I haven't found. So it has stuff like that. It shows the old TMNT uh, Ninja Turtles game. It has like their little uh, sewer area where it has like pizza and like their skateboard and stuff. Like you find little shit like that in this game, which is like really huh. really cool. And then the bosses almost strikingly kind of look. Some of them, some of the enemies are very Mega Man like, and the bullets that come at you from the enemies are very Mega Man like. The platforming is very Mega Man like. It's a little better in my opinion, Mega Man as far as I don't want to say the tightness but like the double jump when you get the double jump it's fantastic I don't think you can double jump in Mega Man uh, but the goal the goal is to rescue your fallen cybernetic ninja clan so uh, I purchased this game thinking it was going to be like a six hour game experience and boy was I wrong uh, I put 11 hours and 49 minutes into this game and after you beat it, it gives you like short and simple data like about your gameplay. So it gave me that time, and then it said I only collected 63% of the items. I don't even know what the items would be. Uh, maybe – I think you can, you can collect things to increase your health meter. You find these secret orbs and fight mini-bosses, and when you beat them, you get like this other orb, and you jump up and you get it. And you can expand your health meter, which is really cool. Or expand like your special meter, which you can pick up uh, shards along the way to replenish your special meter, which lets you throw like Chinese shurikens or Chinese stars, whatever you want to call them, and do other things. But uh, I died 547 times in this game. Yeah, 547 deaths. So this game is not for the meek. But there are 10 stages. Uh, it does a really good job making you feel confident, though. So the first level is to hold your hand a tiny bit. And to be honest, right up until a level uh, level 9 started, like stage 9, I was thinking, like, I'm going to do a video for this and put it on our channel. But I was thinking, man, you know, I'm going to say that, like, the difficulty for this game is perfect. Like, I probably had died, like, 400 times up to that point. But the difficulty felt fine. You know, level 9 and 10, absolute bloodbath. It is, like... Almost, I don't want to say it's almost impossible, but it's like controller rage throw, rage quit stuff, level 9 and 10. And it's funny because there's no difficulty setting in this game. So you can't make it easier, you know? Mm. And it's true to the game's predecessors. The games came before, they were always like that. Ninja Gaiden, TMNT, Mega Man, there were never difficulty settings. Um, and, but in that same interview I was talking about earlier, it was indicated that he, he, he was talking like... The difficulty really is uh, decided by the player. So if you want to go really fast through the level, it's harder. If you want to go really slow, it's easier. It's like, well, no shit. Like, that's how every game works, right? Every platformer yeah. works that way. But they were asking him about that. But 
Um, but somebody, some people on YouTube have done one and a half hour speed runs and not died once. And I don't even know how you can do that if I died like 550 times. But the bosses are fantastic, man. They're all super different from one another. And uh, at first, they seem like really hard. Like these bosses, like you're the first boss you get up to, you're like, oh my god, this, this guy's impossible. And then like you go back in. And the save, there's always a save point like right before the boss. So you don't have to like go through a ton of shit to get to them. The mini bosses are a little different. But... You know, you go in, you die probably right away, or you get a couple shots in, you die. You go back, and then you die again. You go back, and you're like, okay, I see how he's attacking me. I can kind of dodge this. But then they'll throw out, like, some random attack you haven't seen yet and then kill you. And then you're like, okay, I get it. And then by the end of it, like, you're really competent at the boss. So the game, the game, it's fun to learn them. They're like the old school bosses, like in Mega Man. They, they have their patterns. Like they don't really operate outside of a pattern. They just have these patterns that you just have to learn. And it's really, really fun to learn the bosses. I had a good time fighting the bosses. They're all great. But uh, you start seeing their vulnerabil- vulnerabilities as you play them. And the save system in the game is actually really, really creative. So there are kiosks, right? So you collect these shards. This game's so quick, so good. You collect these shards. And the shards act as points. So you kill an enemy, you get a shard. You hit some special, you break some walls like you would in Castlevania, and you find hearts or shards. The shards accumulate as you play the game. Even when you die, you keep what you collected. And this is how they curb the difficulty. So every save point is also doubles as a kiosk. But you can't pick out of all of the options. It says usually you can like choose like a replenish thing, um, which will replenish all your health. Uh, so when you respawn um, and you get hit maybe a couple times, you can walk back and replenish your health. You can purchase that and this is like 50, 50 coins or shards or whatever. And then you can pick usually like one one kind of passive thing. Uh, sometimes you have weapons that will just circle around your character. But if you get hit three times, they disappear and then you lose them until the next whatever. And then you can usually pick like some sort of active thing like a shuriken or whatever, whatever you want. Loaded. Not a shuriken. It's, those are always there. But there's usually three options. So what's great about this, it's not Metroidvania, but in case you do get lost, every single kiosk you step on has a little flashing arrow directing you so you know which way you need to walk. And like that little note, like token is so nice. If you put the game down and you revisit it, because you could go left. You know what I mean? You could go the opposite way that it's telling you to go if you didn't know remember where you came from and go through tons of shit you don't need to so every time you hit one of these kiosks it gives you like a little pointer and it says you need to go like that way and like that that little thing is so nice because i don't know how many games i've played where you just start up an old save and you're just like i don't even know what i was doing where i need to go and with this being a platformer you just go in the direction you get to the next one and you get to the next one it's really good but um so there's like 10 different specials in this game. The save system is cool. Like I said, it automatically saves though. So like when you hit the save save location, it doesn't like say select your file. It just saves it. So you don't have to worry about saving. It just saves on the current save game, which is fantastic. And it does give you the option. A lot of these kiosks are next to like another thing that pulls you out kind of like in like a Mario game, like where you can select the level. So all the stages are, they're individual stages, but they're all tied together with like a, with like a line on the map. So you can go back and replay other levels. And I think once you get all these skills unlocked, you can find new areas in the former levels that you didn't have the skills to access. So it's a little Metroidvania like that, but it's not required. It's probably just to beat mini-bosses and stuff. But um, 
So there's 10 different specials. Some of my favorites include there's like an axe that's like tethered to your character. So like imagine like being in like a Castlevania game where you just lob the axes up and they shoot down, they fall down the enemies. Imagine just as you walk around, you have this like swinging mechanical axe that just orbits your guy but it like like it'll go out further and it ropes back in like a slingshot so in those games with the platformer your momentum shifts and that'll fling the thing way out in front of you to hit enemies and like you could drop and it's above you when you hit the platform it goes down and cuts through the platform and hits enemies below you so you have this awesome tethered weapon to your character i've never seen this in a platformer like this before it's a really cool weapon and they also had this thing that was like a uh I don't know what it was called, but there's one little like orb that I think is like mechanical or something. And it just circles your guy really slow. And like if a bullet's coming in, it'll be like, and it'll just, it'll absorb the bullet. And it's such a cool little thing. But like, there's so many bullets that you can only rely on it to like, you know, take one for you. And it doesn't lose damage when that happens. The only way you lose these specials is if you get hit three times. So you could feasibly get it at the beginning of the save point use it and usually they only give you specials that are going to be really effective between the two save points so you unlock the special here with the shards the game the developer knows this one's going to help them so if you want to purchase the money make it a little easier or purchase the thing through shards you can or you can save and hope you get to the next one it's a really cool thing and every time you die like i said it keeps those shards so you can keep doing that so the game's great bottom line if you're up for a challenge uh, I think I put my dual sense through the ringer, though. I only play these games uh, on the D-pad, so my thumb is really sore right now. Like, because those aren't nice on your thumb. You can't play these games with an analog stick. Maybe you can, but you probably just shouldn't. Uh, the B- the D-pad was uh, was used more for playing this game than I think I'll ever use it in any other game, and I used it so much. I think either the D-pad on the dual sense could be more sensitive. Or my thumb was just so raw, I thought I was pushing buttons when I wasn't. Or it's sensitive, and I was doing it right, but Cyber Shadow wasn't interpreting all the little things I was doing. Because there were moments, like, you have to hit forward twice to, like, dash, right? So, like, I'll get to this part, and I died so many times. You have to you unlock this move where you hit forward twice, and then you hit attack. And he does this, like, like teleport dash thing. I don't know how many fucking times I hit forward, forward, and slash... And he just ran right into an enemy. Or like he didn't run and I just swung the sword, right? Because I didn't dash. And I was like, is it the D-pad? Is it me? Is it the game? I don't know. But it, it it's a very integral maneuver towards the end of this game, doing this forward, forward, slash thing. I beat the game and then I found out later that you can actually remap. Someone said you remap the dash maneuver altogether to like the R1 trigger. So he just dashes right then. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that might... Maybe they knew it wasn't, like, registering right or something. But, dude, I had a blast with this game. So I don't know if it was the coding of the game or not, but the controls are, are very tight. Don't let that mysterious guy. The, the controls are so tight in this game. And uh, it's it's so good. The music's outstanding. The artwork's great. The story's a little lackluster. But, I mean, you can't really expect much. It's, a, it's an 8-bit side-scrolling game. Um, platformer, so it it rules. It's a great game. It's addicting. It's satisfying to make progress through it, and it's like three hundred megabytes, so it's a fast download. So, dude, this game's awesome. It looks. I mean, I've watched some stuff about it. It's so good. You're talking about how people can speed run it. I bet. I bet if someone can is so good that they can speed run a game like Ninja Gaiden, they could probably pick this up pretty easy. Yeah, you know, I, I easy. 
is a relative term, right? For them, it probably is, you know, maybe a little bit of a challenge because it's a new experience, but they're going to be blasting through it way easier than we are being that, you know, but cause if you, if you look at just, if you just look at a cursory glance at the gameplay, it looks exactly like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Like they're the character, like even, even just the, the character, even the way that they traverse and jump mm-hmm. and flip and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it does look great. Yeah, I uh, I didn't end up picking it up. I will probably play it eventually. Um, I just have, dude. I have so many fucking games. I, yeah. I still got to play Miles Morales. I I picked up uh, a couple other games too. So oh, you got to play Miles, um, dude. So good. I just need to. I need to get through what I have before I start. Yeah. And then we got more games coming out soon. So yeah. Well, lucky lucky tough. for us. Maybe not so fortunate for others, but Returnal, the Housemark game that was supposed to come out this month, got pushed back to April 30th. So we can wait a little bit on Returnal. I've been pretty vocal on the show, and I think you have also, Jake, just how much we kind of want to get our hands on this and try it out. But I can wait a couple more months. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, it looks great. So I'm I'm okay with them pushing it. Well, it was going to be a March release, right? So it wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, it was March. It. I was I was thinking it was February, March. Correct. They pushed it back above, which is fine. I mean, I don't think the game went gold yet or anything. It's not like a cyberpunk deal or something. But like, yeah, they uh, they can take their time on that. I mean, I'm you know I would like to play it, but I'm like I said, I got a lot of games. I'm not in a hurry. And then you know, Resident Evil comes out in May. And mm. guessing, you know, at some point here in it's the April, next May, month dude. or two, they're probably going to announce something about Ratchet and Clank. So, yeah, when when are we getting that game? I'm guessing if they're if they are going to release Horizon this year, that's going to be in probably November. Mm-hmm. So Ratchet and Clank, the latest I could see it coming out, if it's coming out this year, is like September, maybe October. But I'm guessing it's going to be like an early summer game. It might be like a, that would like be fun. a June game or something like that, which would be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially if you're getting, if you're, like, like you said, like if you're getting Returnal now in April, Resident Evil in May, I mean, you can work on your backlog a little bit now. I mean, there's still some games coming out now. I mean, we're going to get to the, the PS Plus <laughs> games here in a second, but... I mean, this it's just it's been. I think it's going to be an okay year for video games, despite there not being many PS5 exclusives. I mean, there's not a lot of PS5 units out there. You know, there there really there really aren't. So I I don't know. Speaking of which, I saw a video of individuals in Japan. Have you seen this video? It, it was mm-hmm. up on Push Square site. So in, in a store trying to get PS5. So there, there's like this this. Uh, some sort of mega store, like a camera mega store or something, some sort of store in in Tokyo that announced that they had PS5s in stock, right? And they were taking first come first serve, giving tickets out to people. Now, you know, Japanese culture is a little more, I think, polite, and their etiquette is like usually like way better than like America. <laughs> Just throwing that out Generally, there. Generally, yeah. Generally, right, right. I don't, I don't want to, yeah, say specifically, but sure. And to see this video was insane because it it looked like a Black Friday pandemonia had hit this store, right? It just looked insane. And, like, 
it just looked nuts. Like there were just so many people in the store. I think the cops had to get called. Like there's a national pandemic. There's a state of emergency in Japan, Tokyo specifically. And like there were just this store got flooded. And it was a big deal just because they can't even get their hands on PlayStations. You know what I mean? And it's just like That's bizarre. Yeah, it was just really strange. Like I said the culture is just a lot different than ours. So it just goes to show how many people still want the PlayStation five. But really there's really no need for it. I don't know. Dude, I my PlayStation Five might might be fucked up. Nah. Yeah. Why? What I happened? What mine? Uh, the other day. Don't tell um, me. That. I booted a game up mm-hmm. and it froze on the splash screen. Yeah. And literally, the only way I could get. Did you have to my, unplug it. I had to unplug it from the wall. That's like the biggest no-no. Because the power button didn't work, the controller didn't work. Yeah, the game was just fu- the, it was just fucking frozen. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this was the, I think it was the, uh, the that maiden demo. Okay, have been, yeah. what I was trying to load. So maybe it's related to that software, Could and have not been. necessarily the PlayStation. But I had. I don't recall there being a power outage, but I had a similar thing happen yesterday where I had to turn on my PS5 using the power button. This has happened to me twice. Console mm-hmm. Because the controller wouldn't work, and then when it came up, it was doing like this fucking hard drive restore yeah. thing, like yeah. it had been unplugged from the wall. And I'm just like, why, like, why is this happening? Yeah. And so, I mean, I hope it's not an issue that's going to continue. I think they just have to become an issue. Yeah. I think, I think it's a known thing, man, not, not to interject, but I had that issue with it just being like, usually I keep it in rest mode. Right. And yeah. I've woken up two two separate mornings where my PlayStation, the, the orange rest load mode light has been off. And I've been like, Oh shit, it's, it's done. Something happened. And then I'll get my controller. I'll hit the button. The controller will turn on, but the PlayStation won't. Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll plug the controller in and try to turn it on that way, plug it in with the cable, nothing. And then you push the power button, and then it, you hear the sound, and it kicks on, but, like, nothing on the screen for quite a while. Yeah. And then it's like, your storage needed rebuilt or something. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? It's happened twice to me now, so I know what you're talking about. It's a scary thing. Yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on. I mean, if that's a common occurrence, they either need to fix it or they need to come out and tell people like, "Hey, maybe you need to like turn it off, fully shut off your PlayStation once a week or something like that to like help with this issue or something." Mm-hmm. Or, or like, I don't know if they even know why this is happening, but uh, it's pretty irritating, especially when you spent. You know, five hundred dollars on this console. Yeah, you don't want you know you don't want something stupid like a you know a whatever they call it, infancy bug to totally fuck up your experience because you get you know if if it breaks you're not getting another one for a while. Yeah, well, you can send so, it in to get it repaired, right? I have a friend who who had an issue. Uh, my buddy Alex out in Dayton, Ohio. He he had an issue. He told me he had to send it in. He said it just wasn't. It wasn't booting at all. Like, and then he called up Sony or whatever, the customer support, and they said, okay, they sent him a box. They said, mail the PlayStation back to us. And think about how scary that would be to mail, like, a PlayStation to Sony. 
So, like, I mean, not to mention, like, how long does it take? Well, it doesn't go to Japan or anything. So, like, they have, like, local, they have assigned places that deal with repairs. And he said, luckily, the lo- there was one in Ohio. And it got to them. And he said that he knew that they had just sent him a different unit because, like, it came back. There was some sort of identifying thing on the one he sent them. And, uh, it, it came back and he said, it's fine. They replaced it. It wasn't a big deal. He put his PSN credentials back in. But I would be concerned that, like, they better be wiping that stuff clean because it's going to have your login, your payment information, all that stuff on it. So I would hope that whoever's dealing with them are wiping that stuff clean. I mean, did they tell him that he's going to have to, like, re-download all his fucking games and... No, they just sent it all back. All that shit? I don't think like- so. Well, I don't know. He didn't tell me. He didn't tell me, but he told me that he's sure that they sent him a different unit. Hmm. Which yeah, is if it was a different unit, he'd have to re-download everything. Yeah, which is there, there's no way in hell someone's gonna sit there and fucking put games on your console for you when they don't have your login. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came it came without any games, and I think it might have even been a hard drive issue with with the unit he <clears> had. But moving forward, MLB the Show is published by PlayStation Studios and has historically only been available exclusively on PlayStation. And that's one of the things that Sony has always had that Xbox hasn't. But as it turns out, uh, it was leaked via video game box art that this will be releasing for Xbox as well. I personally think it's a good move uh, across uh, the line. You know, Sony's going to reach across well, the we've, aisle. We've known this for a long time. It's, we've known this for a long time because because the MLB came out and told Sony that if you don't release this on multiple platforms, we're yanking <laughs> your license. Right. So, the, 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 and the, they weren't just going to fucking give up the show. So right. they, you know, they're going to probably put it out on PC and Xbox. It, it is just weird that Sony hasn't said anything about it at all. So here's the thing that's weird: is this. I mean, it's probably what you're saying for sure, but could it also be Sony and Xbox finally playing nice with one another now that Xbox is going to get all of these Bethesda games? Is, like, is it them just saying, hey, listen, all right, you guys can have the show. Just make sure we get all the Bethesda shit. Like, <laughs> take this game. Who knows? I, I doubt that's the case, but yeah, because that I don't think that Xbox cares that much about the show whenever they're holding the fucking keys to the Bethesda kingdom. So yeah. I, I the show's a pretty well received game, though. I mean, it's sure, the only real baseball game that you can get. I, I agree with you, but how many copies of the show are going to sell versus like even something like the next Doom game, dude? I don't know. You should do a comparison online. See, see how many it sold if you can find it. I can't pull up any other windows or else all this video stuff's going to crash on me probably. My screen's actually blinking on the video podcast. Like how yours was the first one. I have no idea why it's doing it. So I'm just going to let it, I'm just going to keep letting it ride here. But we'll, we'll talk about the other news thing as you look up how many copies of maybe the show has sold, if you can even find it. But a quick reminder that uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2 which is a free-to-play game, is now live on the PSN. It kind of reminds me of the old MechWarrior games, third-person, though. And it does make use of the adaptive triggers. Now, I might actually download this because the, the haptive feedback is apparently supposed to let you know where incoming bullets are coming from. So part of the controller is going to rumble where the where you're getting attacked from, which is a really neat idea. So I might... Which, which game is this? It's called Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation oh. 2. Okay. It was kind of a big deal that this was coming out for free-to-play on Sony. So that's that's live now. 
I just think it's interesting how haptics uh, can work like that. So Jake's still looking up the old uh, show information. Not that it's even integral, but I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, hold up the show while we look. So I'm going to talk about maybe the PlayStation Plus lineups, Jake. Oh, we should talk about, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Destruction All-Stars. So PlayStation Plus lineup for February. Okay, I found it. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. All right. One so thing at a time. the show, the last, the, <laughs> the most recent, it looks like the show sells around 1 million copies a year. That's a lot. Which is a lot. Doom Eternal sold 3 million. Across so all platforms, ju- though, right? Ju- yeah. Just that one game, though. Mm. So if you're talking about, yeah, you know, fair. Bethesda and Fallout, all and- these other games, right? So uh, th- this is completely irrelevant topic to be talking about, just because I don't think I just I guess what I, my comment was is that I don't think that the show is going to have any bearing on whether or not uh, Xbox decides to bring their games. Well, to I hope it does. I hope Xbox is like, all right, they're giving us a show. We'll give you like. I think they will regardless. I think they will regardless. It may be like a limited like release a times exclusivity yeah, time exclusive, thing yeah. or something, but I think that they're they're not going to hold them away. It's, it's scary. Possible. It's possible. I mean, I'm 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 not going to lie, like I'm a little concerned about this still as a PlayStation gamer, but I don't know. I guess I don't play a whole lot of Bethesda games anyways. I you know what game I still need to play is a sidebar. I still need to play BioShock 2. I haven't played that yet. So, anyways. It's a good game. Yeah. It's not as good as Bioshock or Bioshock Infinite, but it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. All right, so moving on. The PlayStation Plus games announced for February are actually all awesome. I'm so excited about this. Have you heard the games we're getting? I have not, other than Destruction All-Stars. Destruction All-Stars. This next one's going to blow your mind. The Control Deluxe Edition on PS5. Oh, I did see that. I did see so that. awesome. And Concrete Genie. But I isn't I thought the control whatever whatever was being placed on the PlayStation whatever list. Or oh. is it actually just a PS Plus game? Uh, it's a plus game, I think. I thought I, yeah, cuz I thought I read that it was going on that um what the hell do they call that list? The Sony uh, PlayStation thing. Yeah, that the one. Plus Legacy Collection or whatever the fuck it is that you get PS on Plus PS5. Collection is just what it's called. PS Plus Collection. Yeah. So I thought maybe it was going on that, but if maybe it is like a full-on just PS Plus game for the month of whatever. For February. February. Yeah, dude. Which I, is fine. I mean, I'm stoked about it. Yeah. I really want to play Control. So I'm pumped. And, and if they make a PS... Because I think they are releasing it's the PS5, a PS5 patch for it. Oh, it's the PS5 version that we're getting. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's... Good because I've heard the original version of the game ran like dog shit on PS4. Yeah. So I'm excited to play it. Concrete Genie really doesn't have much hold much interest. For I heard me. it was I mean, fantastic though. I I'm sure it's great and it like from an art perspective and an aesthetic perspective it looks really cool. Um, I've just it's it takes a lot anymore for me to get into these like smaller artsy kind of games. I like them because it's usually like. We're not going to take up too much of your time. Here, enjoy yeah. this. You know, I like that. But yeah, I could get behind that if it's a short game. Yeah, um, I think did did I talk at all about the Little Nightmares two demo? In uh, my experience with I, it, I don't know if you did. I know you said you were maybe going to play it, but I don't think you said anything about it. Yeah, I did. I played it. I played Little Nightmares two demo. It was awesome. Really good. It's not two-player or co-op, but it's weird. It has AI co-op. It has, like, an AI character with you that helps you. Almost, like, think of, like, The Last of Us, how you're trying to get up to different things. Like, someone will boost the other. 
So there's a little bit of that, and it's it's good, man. The graphics again are fantastic. The just the mood. This game's so cool, and I and I kind of already feel like it played better and looked better than Little Nightmares the first one, which is what a sequel is supposed to do. So that demo's out. If you haven't played that, that game's actually releasing here. If it's not already out, I can't remember when it's coming out. Other games coming out per our favorite PlayStation site, PushSquare.com. We are getting uh, this month, I believe, the Neo Collection on PS5. We are getting Destruction All-Stars. We're going to talk about the state of play after we go through the other games here. Habroxia 2 for PS4 and PlayStation Vita. Haven for PS4. A-R-R-O-G. It's called Arog, maybe. And that's a PS5, PS4 game. Persona 5 Strikers, which is a huge game. That's I'm surprised, Jake. That's not on your radar. You're being a big Persona uh, it's, fan. It's a Muso, which is not really my jam. I do like Persona Five. What's Muso? I mean? What's that mean? It's like um, never even heard of that. You ever play like those like Dynasty Warriors games and shit like that, where it's just like Mm-mm. waves of enemies coming at you, and you have to like I don't think I have kill them and defend against them and stuff. It, it they're I mean they're fine if you like just like basically smashing the attack button over and over again till your fingers bleed. Well, but- I go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that they're just. I've played a few of them, and like I played uh, uh, Dragon Quest Heroes was the last one I played, and it was fun, you know. But it wasn't. I wouldn't call it all that interesting. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, so what's cool is I had somebody write in. I did a reaction to the trailer for this, and they indicated about this game. Let me see if I can read more. Here we go. Yeah. So we had a writer uh, write in to the YouTube channel that. This is a PS5. Uh, oh, this is Persona 5S. It is a sequel to P- Persona 5. It takes place six months after the P5 events. And if you miss turn base, don't worry. Persona is still turn base. This is just a change of pace they're doing because they teamed up with Ko- Koai Tecmo Games. The, the ones who did the Dynasty Warrior games, which is exactly what you're saying, Jake. And the person writes in, but even though it looks like Hack and Slash, the game will have a lot of strategy with it where you can stop time, choose your abilities, like turn-based. It is the best of both worlds. Action and turn-based blend together. I recommend you play it. Um, I'll have to check it out then, because I, I, uh, I didn't realize that it was going to have a little bit more to it. That's what this person is so. saying, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I am interested in the seeing, because I did hear that it was a sequel to Persona 5, which is cool. I'd like to kind of get back into that world or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know... As soon as I heard that it was made by freaking Koei Tecmo and and it was supposedly a Musou type game, I was just, it just my brain shut off. Well, maybe so. there'll be a demo or something for it. Who knows? But they they just said cool. it, you know it's going to have a great deep story with amazing characters, and you'd have a good time if you picked it up. So yeah, I'll just have to watch some reviews and stuff of it and see you know what uh, what they're saying about it and kind of like some gameplay and see how it kind of looks. Yeah. Before I dive in, but I'd be interested if it, if I can get over the gameplay part of it, I'd definitely be interested in jumping back in. Yeah. So thanks. Have you seen? Have ahead. you seen this that Arog game? Have you seen? I have no idea it? what it is. The fucking the the um <laughs> just the throw it out there. is really cool. It what? Like if you look at, I mean, I, you probably can't look it up on on I'm your computer. To pull but, it up on my phone here, but I, I do want to thank the the people who are writing us on YouTube is awesome because it gives us a little more to talk about on the show. So thanks for writing in on that. Go ahead, Jake. Let me. Yeah, see I was here. just saying that. Like, uh, I thought that the name of that game sounded familiar, so I I uh, googled it real quick, and the imagery is just super cool. Oh, dude, it's it like, does look awesome. 
But yeah. it, it's also a cell phone game. I don't know if you know that. It's on iOS and Android. But so is Genshin yeah. Impact, so it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Right, right. I mean, I don't know how much that means anymore, but unless it's like a freaking puzzle game or it something. It looks really like cool. It looks scary it looks cool. almost. The, the, it's not it a scary bizarre. game, but it looks it yeah. does look wild. So moving on. So Arag, Persona 5 Strikers coming out. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time remake on the PS4. Now, I did a little trailer reaction for Werewolf, The Apocalypse, Earthblood, which is coming out on PS5. This looks like a double-A game. Not quite sure how I feel about it. It looked kind of cheesy, but we'll see what happens. I'm I'm loving doing these trailer reactions because I'm getting people to come to the channel and check it out, I think. You know, I think my my, uh, Werewolf video had... uh, had quite a few few views, and quite a few for us. I mean, we are struggling to get people to come to the show for whatever godly, ungodly reason. But um, I just posted this, and it's already got like 30 views. So um, the one video that's doing really well, Jake, is I did beat one of the bosses on Cyber Shadow taking zero damage. And I was like, oh, shit. And the cool thing about the <laughs> PS5 is like, if you hit share, like if something awesome happens, it's always recording. So, like, you don't have to be like, oh, you know, I missed it. Something cool happened and I wasn't recording. So, I hit share. It took me to the media gallery and it goes, uh, oh, I go record video or something. And it goes, do you want to make a short clip of something that just happened or do you want us just to give you everything? So, when you click short clip, you can get 15 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes. And usually if I hit the five-minute marker on Cyber Shadow, that's how long it takes to beat a boss. I had the clip of me beating the boss with a flawless kill. I put it on uh, Insta- or not Instagram, but YouTube. Dude, and that video is approaching 600 views, which is awesome. And there are people who are like writing in like, oh, my God, thanks so much for posting this. Boss is kicking my ass. This helps so much. And I was like, yes, I helped the gaming community. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited that I contributed to something like this. But anyway, so Little Nightmares 2 comes out. And then this is also a weird one. I don't know anything about it, but everybody knows that H.P. Lovecraft invented Cthulhu. And he is... Um, what do they call it when when there are no more restrictions to previously licensed material? It's royalty public free. Domain. Yeah, so it's Cthulhu. Hit, all of his stuff, I believe, is pretty much public domain. So you find a lot of games about H.P. Lovecraft characters and stuff like this. But this game is called Cthulhu Saves Christmas on the PS5. Oh my gosh! What is this? Yeah, I don't know. And then we are getting Control Ultimate Edition on the PS5. But I want to move back to Destruction All Stars. I did a reaction video to the state of play, and I did have somebody write in, and I'll get to that in a moment. But, Jake, what was your initial opinions? You didn't really watch the whole – you said you were skimming through it or something. Oh, I watched the whole thing. Okay. It was only, I, did, I thought it was going to be a long thing, but it was like only 15 like minutes. seven minutes Oh, long, really? So, okay. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Fair enough. So I, I'll say this. Is it a game that I'm going to play? Probably not. Okay. But – it looks better than I expected it to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't look bad. It actually, it looks good. Like, the the way that they're running around and jumping and doing the wall running. And the, like, it looks good. The different matches look awesome. Like, the Carnado thing. Yeah. Like, I'm curious. My, my biggest curiosity is, is this game is going to live or die based on the community and who plays it. It's going to have to take off right away yeah. or it's just going to tank. And Like, I, if it does... If it does, like, you know, if, if it, you know, picks up a group similar or even even like a portion of what Rocket League did, which to me it's kind of like comparable. I mean, they're yeah. obviously different games, but yeah. it's still like this. 
arena kind of car based sort of thing. Um, you know, it could do really well, but it's yeah. like I said, it's it's really going to live or die based on whether or not people actually play it. And I'm if I had to bet money, I would say that it's going to fail. And only because, interesting, only because today or yesterday or whenever they announced release this state of play mm-hmm. was the first time that they showed gameplay footage of this game and that's being released in like three days. Yeah. So there's been no hype generated. There's been no advertisement for it whatsoever. Which is they, weird. literally done nothing to promote this game and except now they're going to give it to us for free on PS Plus. It's like, that's great. Like, I, I'll probably jump into it and kind of see what the hell it's all about. And it's cool Dude, why don't we play together happen. when it comes out? Let's let's line up an evening where you and I try it together. I'll record some yeah. gameplay. We'll put it up on the YouTube channel. It'd be kind of fun. I am curious to see you know how the single player stuff works. Is there single if player with it? Gonna, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I missed that. The state of play. Um, the first like before they started talking about all those different game modes and stuff. All that shit before that, I think, yeah. was single player. Yeah. So. I don't know if you're just playing against bots or or whatever because it's it's if it's an arena combat game like it's literally just you fighting bots. Let's, I mean that's what the single player is going to be. Let's see how many times we can bring up Thunderdome on our podcast, Mad Max Thunderdome. Because <laughs> didn't we talk about yeah. it in the last episode somehow? Thunderdome or something came up. I, stupid. I, it came up for something, but I don't yeah. really remember. Yeah, remember why? Well, I do. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, yeah. I, I think that. Uh, um. I think that it's going to – it looks like it's going to be good. It actually does look good. I just don't know that it's going to succeed, if that makes any sense. Well, if anyone would have asked me if Rocket League was going to take off like it was going to, based on the game alone, I'd be like, no, this is stupid. The cars control like crap. This is such a dumb idea that you're playing soccer with cars. Like, it's like the dumbest idea. This game actually looks cool. Being that there are different characters and they have specials and they can jump out of the cars and they can get back in the cars and you can take over other people's cars and you're not like you're not pigeonheld to a specific car. They have different classes of cars. They have like bruiser cars. They have cars that are like just made for speed and stars cars that are just made for agility. And all the different characters have different. They have different um, abilities and those can translate to the car. So depending on which character you're playing, like maybe like the one guy has stealth, like they showed the other person maybe just does damage or can jump higher. I don't, I don't know exactly, but it looks really interesting to me. And I'm not going to lie. Like I loved rocket league. I, when I got sucked into rocket league, dude, I was in, I was in for a while into that game. The problem, the problem is that rocket league, the reason why I think it's so successful is because of its simplicity. <laughs> Anybody can just literally jump into that game and play it. There's nothing. The game's so hard. Nothing though. about it that yeah. gives it like this learning curve, or other than like the ability to play the game. Yeah. There's no. There's no like pick this character or or learn this ability or do this like leveling up thing. Mm-hmm. Like what you know, there's none of that. So like Rocket League is just simple. You just jump in and you fucking try and knock a ball into a net. Yeah. And it's the it's the the interactions and like all the craziness that happens in that simple game mm-hmm. is why it's so popular. Whereas in this game, it's a lot more complicated in the things yeah. that you have to do and like the, the gameplay style and stuff. So I'm hoping that it can achieve the same kind of like success while not, you know, while being a little bit, have a, 
maybe a bigger barrier to entry is not the best way to say it, but like right. There's more shit going on, so you gotta like. You're gonna have to be more skillful, things, right? You're gonna have to be right? more skillful. You're gonna have to, to get it's good like at it. Overwatch and stuff like that. Overwatch got super popular. This this hero shooter kind of thing. Yeah, but would I say that Hero Watch is or Overwatch is easily accessible to like a new player? Not really. Only in the fact that there's such a community surrounding it that is so steeped in this game, and yeah. there's everybody. It's like you know, Dota and shit like that. People know about these characters and this guy's better than this guy and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like the way things get super popular, I think super fast is when they're simple, like fall guys, for example, that yeah. is super simple or right? among and us, just, right. Or among us, right. It's simple. And people could just jump in and the experience of playing with other people is what creates the craziness that right. makes it successful. I think so. Hopefully this game is similar to that. It just has more game modes, which would be kind of cool. It has some hills to climb right now because I believe it's only a PS five game. And like we said, there's a very limited player base already on the PS five. So out of how many PS five owners, is it not only PS five? I think it is is you made a face i think it's a playstation 5 only game i could be wrong but i think it's just ps5 so and that's why we're all getting it for free but they're also giving us two other really good games right now this month so i mean i probably would pick up control much sooner than i pick up destruction all-stars but i am gonna get it and i'm gonna try it and i'm gonna play it and i hope it's a good time and i hope it's quick i hope the matches are quick and i hope that like you know i like you said i want this game to succeed just because I want it to do well. I, I don't ever really want games to do poorly. You know, I just don't. But we did have... Uh, there, there was something on the trailer, or the state of play, they talked about, like, you can only purchase other in-game characters, it seemed like, with destruction tokens, which you can only get through doing specific matches, like, specific, like, weekly events. Because you can get those tokens by only doing those, or you can buy the tokens, with real money, so like unlocking characters it, seems like I don't it's going to be it's unlocking characters. Is sure? it? I think it's just cosmetics. Oh, I know the cosmetics are definitely that way. I thought the characters were the same way. Maybe no, there maybe, maybe there's something there, though that's locked by like a almost seemingly like a paywall, but it's not going to be a paywall because you can get them. But it's going to be like one of those things where like you can get them, but like like Genshin in very limited quantities, and you're going to have to play your ass off to get enough to actually be able to purchase something with them. They have two different versions of coins. It sounds like like ones that are easy to get, and then other ones that are going to be like really difficult to get. So I, yeah, well, I mean, the ones they said that it's like one you just get from playing online matches, yeah, and then the the other ones you get from either buying them or it's not going to be available at launch, but eventually they're going to enable these like weekly challenges or whatever that you can get, and they have something similar in other games like assassin's creed and like even this immortals yeah. game that i'm playing yeah we talked about like, that briefly i think Didn't you know we, you like, can do these weekly challenges and you get these coins or you could go fucking buy them the division is all way. cosmetic i think a the, the division is also that way so yeah i'm not talking shit on it but we did have someone write in we talked a little bit of shit on it when i posted yeah. my trailer so buddy bear writes in he goes it gets a little profane but i'm gonna read this for you guys <laughs> because what worries me about this game is the microtransactions and, of course, the pricing. This game will be available from February to April, which means that you will most likely have to buy the game once the PS Plus free limited time expires and or 
Your daily, monthly, yearly membership expires, and here's why I think it'll do this. And he, he's a little misguided, though, and he says once he had PS Plus on his PS4 and he downloaded Portal Knights, which is a free for, for that, and he said it was completely locked once his membership expired and he couldn't play it anymore. That happens. So I wrote I mean, him... That's, a, that, that's how it works with every single right. free PS Plus But game. what I think maybe he's indicating is that because it was registered to him already under a PS Plus free game, that when the thing expired, he was unable to go in and actually buy the game. Like, it was, wasn't was letting him oh, get in to get that, it. That might be a problem. I, I don't know about that. I can't really comment on that. But right. Yeah, if if you if you don't maintain your PS Plus subscription, you can't play any of the games you downloaded on PS Plus. I mean, that's just that's the way it's always been forever. Yeah, but I don't know if it'll let you go back and buy them. But anyways, he continues. He said it happened with Portal Knights, but he said... Uh, not to mention, this game focuses on multiplayer, and I don't want it to be another bullshit Shinobi Strikers game where you have to pay to play an online-only game. So he's also kind of indicating that, like, you have to have PS Plus in order to play this game online, probably. You know, sure. so that you have to have PS Plus play any game online now, right? <laughs> and he's like, "It's fucking dumb." I hope this game doesn't get a price after April twelfth because I won't get it even if it's good. And lastly, the microtransactions. I don't want just some of the cosmetic gear in this game to be exclusive to Destruction Coins. I want all the gear given the ability to be bought with All Star Coins, especially when Destruction Coins can only be won by daily and weekly challenges, and or you have to buy them. Apex does this, and it drives me crazy. So that's like what we were just talking about. I, I'm, I mainly agree with this dude on the idea of the cosmetics. Like there are some cosmetics that you can only get by paying to get certain coins or participating in these crazy weekly challenges that take forever to complete. And like if you're a fan of the game and you're playing a lot, playing a lot, playing a lot, but you don't have the time to sit down and do the specific weekly challenges, then you're not going to get a chance to get any of these cosmetic gears or whatever. If cosmetics mean anything to you, to me, it doesn't even really matter. The only time cosmetics mean something to me in the division, if my character looks cool, I'm good. And most of like the cosmetics division to look awesome anyways. But I see what the person's saying. It's kind of like I think what you and I were saying, but I think at the same time, you've got to get over the fact that you know, you have to pay to play online now. I mean, that's just the way all these platforms are. That's the way the Xbox stuff is. PlayStation was this way for a long time. Like, to have online play. Like, our buddy Nate Kuhn plays in the flood. He, we can't game with him online because he's not a Plus member, which is crazy. I don't know why anyone wouldn't yeah. be a Plus member. What you get is so good. But, Jake, any opinion on any of that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, my personal opinion on this stuff is that as long as as long as it's not like an instance where the shit that you get in the regular game is super mundane and then they have finally release stuff that makes your character look cool but you have to pay for it yeah like that would be some pretty nefarious shit yeah but as long as like you can as long as you can you know still play the game and still get cool equipment and you could still do all this stuff mm-hmm. and then it's like oh but if you you know, you want to get some freaking sparkly wings or something like that, you know, then you have to do this extra thing. And it's like, okay. Like, honestly, I'm okay with any of this stuff because it's business, right? If people didn't do it, then they wouldn't have it Yeah, because they wouldn't spend the time and the money on it if people didn't pay for it. But I wish that there was a way in these games where you could go into the menu, like even like Assassin, or Assassin's Creed or like Mortals, like I'm playing now. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go into the menu and just be like, I don't give a fuck about microtransactions. 
turn it off. And then it literally just never shows up in the game. Oh, disable them? That'd be amazing. Especially turn it back on and I could go in and buy stuff if I want, but I just don't want them to be waving it in my face all the time. It's like, I'm not going to do it. I should have the option to be able to just turn the fucking advertisement off so it doesn't impact my experience. Well, here's the thing, especially with a game that you paid to have. Like, I can understand microtransactions needing to be in free games that they hand out because they got to make money somehow, right? The studio has to make money somehow. So those have to be baked in somehow to free-to-play games. Now, this is a free-to-play game, I think, only for a limited time for PS5 members, which means if you're a PS5 owner or a PS4 owner and you want to claim it, you can probably claim it now. But the way that they made this seem is like maybe it's only free-to-play up for a month or two, and then you have to buy it. I don't know. For I PS don't Plus think members. that's true. I don't it's think the, it if is it, either. If it's a PS Plus game and you claim it, the way that PS Plus works is that you get they it. just make it. You literally are, when you have a PS Plus membership and you go onto the the store and they have a game on there that's free for the month of February. Add it to your library. When you go there and you add it to your library, you are literally, as far as the store is concerned, oh, you no. are purchasing that game. That's why I don't know if you've ever noticed that you get an email that says thank you for your purchase. Yeah, yeah. You download free games on PS Plus. You're entitled you to the license. Yeah. You're literally purchasing that license. It's just you are paying no money for it. Yeah. And then all that they're doing is that they're just tagging that game so that if your Plus description expires, description expires you still have that game in your library. You just can't play it until you get your PS Plus subscription, which gives back. you the license back to play it. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you have a game on your console. It's compl- that you have a physical disc for that whole entire game is on your console. The disc does nothing but verify that it you gives own you it. permission to play it. Right, right. It's the same thing except with a Plus subscription versus a disc. So. With this game, what you're talking about, I almost guarantee that when you download it in February or March or April or whenever you download it, it's going to be tied to your PS Plus account. So as long as you have PS Plus, it's going to be free to you. They're not going to turn around and be like, oh, by the way, it's April 20th now. We need money. fuck you, give us $60 or whatever the hell it's going to cost. So maybe the price structure works a lot in this. They know not a lot of people have PS5s right now, right? They know we don't have a lot of them. So... In the next month or two, or whenever the whenever this is free for PS Plus members, the month probably just the month, uh, you get it. And anyone else who gets a PlayStation Five later and didn't put it in their library as a PS Four owner, which I think you can, you can still put PS Four Five games in your library as a PS Four owner. I think you have to use the app yeah. or something, but you can do it. So make sure you're doing that if you're a PS Plus member and all these PS Five games are dropping on the the. Every month, make sure you put them in there. But yeah, I just think that like it makes sense because people are probably going to buy this game. They're banking on a select few PlayStation 5 owners right now to ramp this game up, talk about it, get everybody wanting to play it, and then everybody and their mother later buys a PS5 and are like, oh, I want to play Destruction All-Stars with you. Well, now you have to buy it if you didn't put it in your cart, and then they'll make money that way. But And that's probably why some of the... Other things like the weeklies and stuff aren't going to be available until it goes back on sale, until later when the majority of people have it. They're probably worried about game uh, player turnout too, honestly. Like how many people are going to be online playing this? I'd be curious to see those numbers. But that's all I got for the show, Jake. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, mm, We're going – I I think that – 
uh, things are getting in, going to get interesting here pretty quick as far as like games coming out. So, dude, I, I'll be honest with you. I know people love open world games, and I do too. I'm a huge fan of them. But the fact that every fucking game in my backlog is this massive open world experience uh, is really, really starting to make me anxious. Yeah, day, like, Days Gone really turned me off from open world. I mean, I love the game, but I just couldn't do another one. I mean, the only reason I've, I'm still playing immortals is because because i'm like 40 hours into that game the only reason i'm still playing it is because i actually really enjoy the game yeah like everything about it all the little mundane shit is really kind of like i said earlier it's cathartic and i can play it and i don't have to think too much about it and it's pretty and it doesn't make me sad like every other game that's coming out now yeah and so but like that's the exception to the rule like that's even partially why I'm hesitant to go back. Like I, w- I really want to play the last of us part two again, but it's like, it's like 30 hours. And like it, the whole time I'm just going to feel like shit while I'm playing it. So like, yeah. do I really want to jump back in. And then like all these other games, like one of the, one of my backlog games is uh Metro Exodus. Oh dude. And it's like, it's a great game. I know it's going to be a great game. Yeah. And you know, but it's like the world of Metro is not a happy place. And it's like, now I understand Metro is more linear than most games that I've been talking about, but Exodus—they went out of their way to make it bigger, right? They made it bigger. You yeah. run around more, you do more shit. Yeah, it's like everything's getting bigger and bigger. That's why games take fucking ten years to make now. Well, here's the and they thing: cost a gajillion dollars. It seems like open world is your disease, and the cure is Cyber Shadow. Yeah. So I don't need to add games to my list. I need to subtract games from my list. I don't know list. what to tell you. You're not going to be any of those games you talked about very quick. So I don't well, know. How- I, that's that that's my problem is it's like okay, well I got we got uh, Ratchet and Clank. We've and Get the Man of Medan, dude. Horizon and um uh, whatever else is God of War out. possibly Ratchet and Clank will yeah, be a good God one God of War's not coming out Ratchet and Clank will be a good one I think that uh, Resident Evil is going to be a good one because it'll be a pretty linear experience yeah. I mean it, as linear as Resident Evil is and like that very like you're in a central location go here to find this puzzle to come back and do like it's not going to be this big like sprawling world right um, and we so, don't know what Returnal is going to be, if it's going to be open world or not, but that yeah. looks kind of it, it, It'll probably be – I'm guessing it'll probably be a little bit more linear. I'm but, hoping. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm excited to keep going. I'm just worried that some of these games are either going to fall by the wayside or I'm not going to get to these new games because I'm still playing this old shit that I've been trying to get through forever. Yeah. And I, one of my things that I'd like to get back to doing this year – is trying to play some of these bigger titles when they come out. Yeah, me too. As opposed to playing them, you know, six months later or something like that. Like Cyberpunk is an exception. I really want to play that game, but I'm not fucking playing a broke ass version. I'm honestly going to try to play. I, I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole myself, but I'm going to try to play some of these newer games sooner. Like I did the Man in Medan thing. That's fine. That that came out way after the fact, but playing cyber shadow was something I intentionally wanted to do for the show. And also because it interested me. So if I can find any game on the store, I could buy a game a month. You know what I mean? I could probably buy a game a month that comes out. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I'm with you, but thanks again. This has been a fun episode, Jake. I do appreciate you spending Sunday morning with me as always. Our episodes air every Monday and make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite streaming platform and you can also watch all this goodness on youtube and we are 
Well, I am putting out <laughs> daily YouTube videos. We gotta get Jake hooked up with a setup so he can start doing fun stuff for YouTube. It just takes so much damn time sometimes. But when you have a setup, when you have it all ready to go, it doesn't take long at all. It takes long, but not like super long. And it's actually kind of cathartic to sit down and watch stuff and just do stuff like this. It's 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 good for COVID. So we're gonna I'm gonna keep putting that stuff out. But as always, music at the end of the show may possibly be excluded from our youtube channel for copyright reasons i'm going to start uploading it to the end of our video podcast and if they flag it they flag it and i'll take down just the song portion but if they don't i'm going to leave it up there so don't forget you can download and stream the episode as well as others on your preferred podcasting platform like i said and as mentioned at the beginning of the show closing track today is a band called attic tapes it is titled some hangover and you can find more about attic tape attic tapes sorry which is a throwback to one of lucero's album titles um on their Bandcamp page which is http attic tapes pa.bandcamp.com so again submit us some songs but until next time like dead cells death stranding and doom p.s yes this is this is awesome, awesome. <laughs>